You are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material. And before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Uh, welcome to the Global Economic and Market Research Podcast. My name is John and I am the Sustainable Economist here at CBA. Joining me today is Carol Kong, our economist and currency strategist. Hey Carol, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having me, John. Today, um, Carol and I will talk about our latest views on the Chinese economy. I guess a good place to start is to have you give us an overview of the current status of the Chinese economy. Sure. So in short, uh, it's been weak. Um, so since we published our latest global economic uh, forecast, the Chinese economy has lost further momentum and we've seen disappointing economic data, uh, especially for the month of July. So growth in retail sales, investment and also industrial production uh, have basically stalled in July. Consumer prices have also fallen into deflation and, uh, of course, the manufacturing sector has been struggling. In fact, we've got the latest numbers for the official PMIs uh, today and the manufacturing PMI has contracted for a fifth consecutive month in August. Um, So it's been pretty weak across the board um, and things are not looking great in the Chinese economy. So I guess the natural question from the government side is to ask, what has the government done so far in response to the weak economy? Right, so the Chinese government has done bits and pieces over the past few months. For example, uh, the Chinese authorities have eased property policies. They've also um, announced some plans to encourage uh, spending on household goods. Um, and recently, uh, they've also announced a, a stamp duty cut on stock trades in order to boost the equity market. But so far, the policy response has been pretty, pretty modest and piecemeal, and you know, really nothing like what we've seen in previous downturns like the GFC and uh, the COVID pandemic. And financial markets are certainly not happy about uh, the Chinese government's response so far. Yeah, and so Carol, why don't you explain for us? what you think about why the government hasn't done more to help the economy? Sure, that's a great question. And I think there are a number of reasons why we haven't seen a more aggressive policy response from the Chinese government. And the biggest reason, I think, is concerns around financial stability risk. So local governments in China have built up uh, a lot of debt in order to fund infrastructure projects such as building roads and bridges and also other public welfare projects. And it is estimated that the hidden debt um, will have grown to over 50% of uh, China's GDP by the end of this year. And there are now widespread concerns that local governments um, may not be able to service their debt or even default on uh, on this debt. So, you know, the government is very worried about what it means for uh, the health of the financial system. And I think that's been a major reason why they've held back and not introduced a, a bigger stimulus package. 
The second reason is um, around banks' profitability. So over the years, uh, Chinese commercial banks' net interest uh, margin, which is the difference between the interest they pay on deposit and the interest they charge on loans has dropped sharply to a historically low level because of lower lending rates. And policymakers are worried that lower profits can reduce banks' capacity to extend the loans and also support credit growth. And the final policy constraint um, is the currency. The onshore and offshore yuan have weakened by about uh, 5% against the US dollar so far this year. And the authorities have said that they want to keep the yuan stable, um, so they don't want any excessive moves in either direction. Um, so I think the decide to contain excessive moves in the currency and also to maintain banks' profitability resulted in a less aggressive monetary easing cycle than uh, would otherwise be the case. Yeah, so the government has essentially been prioritising other policy objectives over economic growth. Um, do you think that will remain the case if the Chinese economy continues to slow? So I think the policy constraints um, that I mentioned earlier are not going to go away anytime soon. But I think the balance of risks is shifting. There may come a point where the government will be like, all right, that's enough. You know, we can't let the economy slow any further. We therefore need to provide more uh, policy support uh, to the economy. I think a key thing to watch from here uh, is the property sector. The property sector is very important to the Chinese economy, partly because it accounts for around 20% of the Chinese GDP, and also it has a large bearing on consumer confidence. So I think the longer the property sector stays weak, the more likely policymakers will have to reassess their reluctance um, to embrace significant stimulus measures. Mm. And Carol, how has sort of the recent developments in China shaped your outlook for the Chinese economy and policies? So the existing measures that we've seen from the government are not enough to shift the dial on the Chinese economy. And that's why I think the government will be announcing some more support for the economy in coming months. So we are now forecasting the PBOC to further cut interest rates. Uh, Chinese commercial banks are also likely to further cut their deposit rates uh, to preserve their profit margins. And on the fiscal policy front, there is a you know greater chance that the government will have to introduce a large-scale stimulus uh, package before the end of the year. Now, there is great uncertainty regarding the size and composition of that potential stimulus package. Uh, we could get some direct support to households or we could uh, see increased spending on infrastructure. Assumption is that the stimulus package will be large enough um, in order to uh, place it for under the economy. I think most of the stimulus effects will be more visible next year rather than this year. So as a result, we have downgraded our Chinese GDP forecast for this year from 5.4% to 5%. And for 2024, we think that uh, growth can pick up to 5.3% compared to our previous forecast for 5%. Now, of course, the risk 
that we are wrong and uh, the Chinese government ends up prioritising managing debt over supporting the real economy. So if that's the case, we can see Chinese growth undershooting our new forecast um, in 2023 and 2024. Yeah, well, that's certainly something to look out for. Well, Carol, thanks for joining me today. And you can read our full report titled China's Growth Target in Danger, which was published on 30th of August on convankresearch.com.au.